bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits what a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. This is the Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. Sponsored by Concordia University on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. So, I got a beef. And I thought about taking it to the person who did it. But I thought rather than do that, I'll just... Talk about it here. Something disturbed me today in the news. Something bothered me. Because something was said. And. Well. I've talked to a few people about it. I've asked a few people about it. And everybody told me the same thing. And I want to know whether or not I'm on the right path. So rather than go through it, I thought I'd just ask you. And so I need five people to call 833-212-1017. I'll take three. I'm okay with that. But I have a question. I want to know well, no, I want you to call. 833-212-1017 is the number. I need three people that will answer a question. And it's a yes or no question. And I'm willing to, 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 to continue discussing my question 
after this first segment. It's something that has bothered me. And it's something that made me upset, but for different reasons. And I want to know what you think about it. It's pretty simple. It's pretty easy. And I think it would go well. 833-212-1017 is the number. So I know I'm going to get Mr. Moore because he's always driving around working. And I know I'll get some other people as well. But it just, this this question has bothered me. I'm not going to tell you why, but I'll explain the the place of my frustration, the not understanding. Now, you also know I'm a contrarian. And so when I'm a contrarian, right, I'm going to argue the opposite. Doesn't mean I actually believe what I'm supporting or what I'm not supporting, what I'm arguing and what I'm not arguing. But what it, but what it tells me is it helps me understand that there's a balanced argument. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. Caller number one, Charlie. You're on the new one zero one seven. The truth. How are you? Good. How you doing, baby? I'm good. So, here's my question. You ready? Yes, sir. So, I want your answer to be yes or no, and then if you like, you can explain your answer. Okay. And thank you for trusting me. Can a white person use the N-word? No. Why not? Whether or not they tell you they may be or maybe not using it in a derogatory way, it's still just it doesn't resonate. It, it it doesn't sit well with me. It just it's it's something about it. I can't I can't pinpoint it. It's just something about it. No. All right. Well, thank you much. I appreciate it. You. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number, Mister Moore. You're on the new one zero one seven. The truth. Can a white person use the N word? No, no. Care to explain? Because that word used by a white person actually bring up a feeling that they don't or couldn't understand how to actually say it to a person without upsetting the person. You can't friend me, or it's just it's unacceptable. It's no, it's just wrong. Game. Okay. There's no way. All right. Thank you much. All right. Yeah. All right. 
833-212-1017 is the number. I don't have a name for for that one. Ah, I know who that is. Marlon, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. Can a white person Hello, use the how N-word? Doing? How's it going? Good. Um, semantically, a white person can say any word they want to. To me, they cannot say that word to me. Words have connotation. Words have meaning behind them. And when you say that word to me, being a white person, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it brings it brings trauma to me because of different situations. Uh, even I may not even know you and you say it. And, you know, um, I think that, like I said, words have meaning and connotation. Just like every time you know, women call each other. To, Wait a minute. Uh, yeah, every yeah, single time, yeah. no matter what, it always means the same thing. Uh, from a white person to me, yes. Wow. Okay. And that's just that's just my perspective. I don't want to hear you say, I heard a person say this. I don't want to hear you say, because, again. But what can you do about I it have, if somebody I, says I it? Where, but but what what can you do if someone says it? about it? What, what are you going to do if someone uses the word in, in a conversation? What if you overhear I, I somebody educate. use it? I try to. I try to I, I try to educate. No, well that's so, your I mean, education. Then, that's education based on what you think. Nope, You're just nope, one let nope, me finish. Nope. You're just one nope. person and you what? don't represent all black people. So then what? And I don't represent all black people but that's my age. And I'm fifty years old. Okay. And a lot of black people my age don't like that. Like my kids' okay. age, mm-hmm. they, they they kinda loud, but yeah, no. All right. Well thank you much. I appreciate it. All right. All right, take care. Thank you, sir. Yep. 833-212-1017 is the number. Last call. Emmett, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. Yes. So your answer to it is whether or not a white person can use the N-word, you say yes. Why is that? Yes. Because to be honest with you, Doc, Man, most of the black people out here is pretty much docile, man. They not gonna do nothing about it. They hear a white person say, just like the caller you just called in, gonna do is talk their ear off. White people don't care about that. Now it is a small percentage of black people that will physically confront a white person for saying it. I'm one of them people, but majority of black people. The majority of black people got stuff to live for. They don't want to go to jail. They got kids. A lot of them out of shape. A lot of them can't do nothing physically to nobody. So if they hear a white person say something, they just going to get appalled. They might take a video or post it online or something, but they ain't going to put their hand in their mouth. But so. is that something that you would fight somebody for or oh, put definitely. yourself in a position to where you would lose your freedom, your dignity? Call your character into question for punching somebody for using and a white word. Say it, I'm just, I'm just asking. It been times that I heard him say it. Okay, and it wasn't nothing okay. I could do about it because I was in a situation where I pretty much was gonna go to jail. I knew I was gonna go to jail. So then, let me so ask you this like, question: Why would you let someone else use a word that would then cause you significantly more trauma than what that word was, and significantly more disruption to your life because someone else used the word. Because sometimes you just got to hit somebody in their mouth, dog. 
That's just what it comes down to, man. Sometimes there's certain things that you, as a man, well, I could just speak as a man. It's certain things that you just can't let slide. And if you end up in these situations, it ain't a lot. And I wouldn't advise nobody to do it. But as a man, sometimes you got to physically show that you a man and you got to put your hands on somebody to get your point across. So you're condoning violence for a word. Yes. Okay. All right. Thank you much. Appreciate you, Emmett. All right. I'm a little perplexed because where does all this come from? A McFarland school administrator has resigned effective immediately after using a racial epithet in a conversation with a student. Ann Nichols, the former McFarland High School associate principal and McFarland School District equity coordinator, gave her resignation to the school board on Monday, saying in a letter that she was disappointed in how the situation evolved. According to her resignation letter on September 13th, while addressing a complaint that a student had said the N-word to another student, she repeated the word, asking a clarifying question. She said she repeated the word in full to understand this is what the person said. They didn't say Niger. Or they didn't say Negro. They actually said the word nigger. The part-time equity coordinator position was just introduced to school this year, responsible for developing programs and advising staff about diversity. She said, while I immediately recognize my mistake and apologize, I acknowledge the impact that hearing this word can have. Nichols wrote in the letter, I know there are inaccurate rumors being shared regarding what happened. And I want to be clear that in my 33 years of education, I have never used a racial slur against a student or any other human being. Context is everything. That's why people take pictures and we look at the picture and the person should be fired and you have no idea what the context of the picture is. You have no idea the context of a question. In order to get clarified, if you were to be a police officer and you interviewed someone who had been sexually assaulted, there are very specific things you have to ask so that you know, so that it can be in a report with sensitive crimes, so that that particular person who's a suspect can be interviewed, possibly arrested and convicted, prosecuted and convicted. When did this word become so powerful that a person would go to jail, injure, or take another person's life? When did we give this word and other people power over us to ruin our lives? When, and I'm just asking the question. When has this word become so powerful that you allow a white person to traumatize you, but your black friend didn't? Why do we live in two worlds? But in the end, I understand. But there's an assumption people make that when a white person uses a certain word or a black person uses a certain word, what it means. Does that mean black people have to stop calling white people derogatory names? 
Or is it okay that black people call white people derogatory names, but white people can't call black people derogatory names? Or you could call me something, you just can't use that word. There seems to be a double standard, as there is in most things in life. I admit that. It's a double standard. Black people call each other the word, but white people can't call black people the word. The connotation behind it, what it denotes, is very, very specific when it comes from a white person. Is Now watch this. Is it fair? Absolutely not. But that's the life we live in. Much like the life we lived when whites were in charge of everything and we couldn't live anywhere, work anywhere, vote anywhere, or have, you know, jobs anywhere, start our own business anywhere. So next time somebody complains, how come I can't say that? How come I can't do that? How come I can't go there? Just remind them. It's the N-word. Ken's Truth on the new 1017 The Truth. The Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. using a racial slur while talking to a student. Administrators with the McFarland School District put out a statement about the incident last week, but would not name that staff member. Well, Rachel Perry has been looking into this for a while now. She joins us now in studio. Rachel, you have the details for us. Sarah, the district had originally said the N-word was used during an interaction between a student and staff member. We now know the associate principal, Ann Nichols, has admitted to saying it to a student. However, she says it wasn't in any way malicious or intentional. Attached to the superintendent's email announcing Nichols' res resignation, Nichols apologized in a letter, writing, quote, while addressing a concern that a student had said the N-word to another student, I asked a clarifying question in which I stated the full word. While I immediately recognized my mistake and apologized, I acknowledged the impact the he that hearing this word can have. Nichols goes on to say, I know there are inaccurate rumors being shared regarding what occurred, and I want to be clear that in my 33 years of education, I have never used a racial slur against a student or any other human being. She says she's disappointed that this situation has turned into what it has. Following the incident, the superintendent says, as a district, they are working on a plan to better serve students, particularly students of color. And he says he welcomes the community's feedback.
833-212-1017 is the number. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on, on whether or not this administrator was or should be considered someone who should resign from a from a 33-year career because in getting clarification about a word, she used the word. Is, is, is that something that we should accept? Or is that something that is understandable that she would ask clarifying questions to make sure that we're working with what we're working with? At, at I don't know. Investigating a crime, investigating an incident, you have to know exactly what it was that they said. Well, they said the N-word. Well, what does that mean? I, I need to understand clearly what that means. So why can't we know? Why can't we take that person's word for it and say, hey, um, this is what happened. And this is the information we have, and this is what we're doing about it. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. Is this Mister Moore again? Mister Moore, what you want? Why are you bothering me? Yeah. What's up? Uh, you need you need to be bothered. I ain't pulling up. I'm just getting off of work. I'm going to go kick off my shoes, relax a bit. <laughs> you know, now listen to Dr. Ken. She could ask her, uh, one of her coworkers, put her coworkers to the side. To do and what? She wants clarification. She, she could have put one of her coworkers to the side. To, to do what? Clarification. Why would a coworker need to get clarification when I'm doing the interview? I'm the equity coordinator for the school district. No, she actually, you said she actually asked the kid for clarification. Well, who else would she ask? Who else would she ask? Her coworker. Why her coworker? Her coworker wasn't there. The kid said somebody. Okay. So she don't got no 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 other no black friend. So only a black person can investigate a black what? Come on, man. Yeah, stop playing. No, yeah, I said, I said that she got what? She, what? She, was she black or white? She was white. So, yeah, I, I, we know she's white. Okay. So she would be at. She should ask one of her somebody that's black that she worked with for, about the word if she wanted to know. Or was she just saying that? Oh, you y'all shouldn't you shouldn't say the word the n word in class. What do you say? What what happened? So, so if something this is is the problem. What's 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 the problem? This is the problem. Tell me the problem. The problem is okay. This is the problem. This the language barrier between black and white European language. Is not what black people speak. If you wanna, if you wanna put it in the ACTs, you need to. And black people will score higher. White people will score lower. 
if they had to go on the language that we speak. Right. But if you, I mean, by us speaking the language that Europeans speak, it makes you seem like our kids are dumber. The whole email she used, that it lets you know right there, every European word or every word she used that was supposed to get her out of this situation. But we live in America, and in order for you to live in America, you speak English. There are different kinds of English. There are different dialects of English. Exactly. There are different accents. So but different. Hang on. no, it shouldn't be different. There needs to be something common through everybody. Why? Come on now. So why? So we got to talk like a, a, a white person. Why is it? Like why is it using the king's English? Why is it using just regular English? What king? Let me fit because it came from England. I'm sorry. Follow along. Why is well, it that, in England? That's my point. So we speak in English. Why shouldn't everybody know how to speak hey. English? And if you're black, speak your sub-language. Why is it so bad? All right, we're going to speak our sub-language, and we're going to speak. Uh, this is what it wasn't America. It was Turtle Island first, right? Let's speak Turtle Island English. Listen. We could talk That's about the past till we're blue in the face. We could talk about what we used to do and hold people accountable for stuff they did in the past based on based on values we have today. But we're not doing that. We're dealing with today. Exactly. Okay, I get you. But listen, let me tell you. That word, I, don't, I went through some things back when I was young. I mean, being a soccer player. We ain't going back. We ain't going back in the past. Let's deal with today. Okay, if a, a white person said that to me today, I'm smart enough to know I can't let that get under my skin. Correct. But, but that's... If, I get, if I'm if I'm being if I mean I'm, I'm surrounded by a bunch of white people, I don't I don't know what they might do. But I said before, Mister Moore, it comes down to context. How's it being used? Where's it being used? Many people say. You absolutely, positively cannot use the word no matter what. What word can you use to make a white person feel offended? Well, you got to ask a white person. What words are offended? If there's somebody somebody who is brave enough and intellectual enough and smart enough to be listening to the new 117 The Truth, Call and tell me what derogatory word can you call a white person? Or hit me on the talking text line, 833-212-1017. That's not what I asked you. Mr. Moore, you do your show, I'm going to do my show. Mr. Moore, you do your show, show, I'm going to do my. That's what I'm saying. So let me say what I'm saying. Give me a call. Tell me. You just answered the question. How did I answer the question? Okay, I ain't going to let you get mad. I ain't going to get the call. Let a, uh, let a white person ask the question. So that white lady should have let a black person no. of her stature, no. stature or no. age answer that no. question for no. And we wouldn't have this problem today. No. Because what okay. happens is you complain about segregation. You complain about not being included. You you complain, and I'm speaking figuratively, of course, the you. You, you complain about about equity. But then when when the chance comes to offer that to everybody, white people can't get it. And I don't understand that. Now, there are some things in life that men can't say about women. I don't care what it is. You can't use that word. 
A woman can use the word. You can't. And that's just how it goes. Is that fair? Is that equitable? Is that inclusive? No. So why is it that it differs when it comes to race? It differs when it comes to gender. It differs when it comes to sexual orientation. Are people so sensitive that when you're confronted with someone else doing something idiotic, you got to do something about it? Because I don't get it. Sometimes you got to just let people, you know, in this case, sink or swim. But in that case, you probably would just, I don't know, sink. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017. Mike from Milwaukee, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. Hey, good afternoon. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. How are you, sir? Um, I'm good. Um, so, educated white guy. Okay. Um, so, I'll consider myself educated. I have a college degree, um, and I'm a white guy working in Milwaukee. Okay. And, and uh, where I work, I'm not going to reveal where I work, but I've got, uh, I'm surrounded by, uh, I'm the only, maybe one of two white people working in the in this one area, and I've got about 500 people I'm working with. Um, you ask that, that question, is there something that would offend, is, is there that one thing you can call a white person? And I can't think of it. Mm. I can't think of it at all. Mm. Okay. And, and I struggle, I struggle, I struggle because <clears throat> where I'm, that, that the, the N word's used all the time. I can't say it. I don't dare say it. And I don't mean to say it. It's not my vocabulary. I don't have to say it. Okay. But you're right. There's, I, I don't know of a word that would offend me. I really don't. So do you have an ethnicity that there are derogatory words used for your particular ethnicity that might offend people of your ethnicity? I think it would have to go back to 
I'm of I'm of German descent. So if you start calling me a, a the Nazi, Nazi, yeah, okay. I, I, I suppose I'd be offended at that. Okay. <laughs> Even though I have, I'm sorry. I think there's a, there's nothing. I mean, I can't even remotely. I mean, the, just the fact that I'm okay. I've got ancestors from Germany. None of them were Nazis, but well, Nazis um, that you know of. No, no, and I <laughs> okay, and I I've been through my family history. We were we were across the pond well before World War One. So, but you didn't leave any family behind that might have been part of the Reich, the Third Reich. Not that I know of. Hmm. And nobody, yeah, not that I know of. Okay. And that's not the way we were raised. We were, um, we just weren't raised that way. Now, what do you mean when you say, what do you mean when you say raised that way? I lived in a small farming community in Wisconsin. And my dad, my dad had a a coworker who was from Nigeria. And he'd come over for dinner. Should I get him? Every once in a while. Should should, should I get him? Are Nigerians African-American? Or are they Nigerian? He's Niger- he was Nigerian. So what my, what my father did was in, in so, national work. So is so he representative? Is he representative of yeah. African Americans here in America? No. Okay. Not really. Not really. But, but I mean, just as far as when it comes to skin color, I, I, we were raised to not. It didn't make a difference. Everybody was, everybody was beautiful in their own way. Okay. But I guess that was that's that's you. I guess my parents raised us uniquely in that manner. So, 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 so as a white male, you believe that being raised to treat people with dignity, with, with equity, with, you know, um, to be empowered is unique Yeah. or shouldn't that probably be the mainstream? It shouldn't be unique. That should be the norm. Okay. That should be the norm. We should treat it. That we should, that should be the norm, but it's not the norm right now. Right. And why do you think and that I, is? And I know I have point blank uh, human sinfulness, human okay. sinfulness, selfishness. Okay. That that's there's the root. There's the root right there. Okay. Human human sinful selfishness. And I think I, I and I'll I think a lot of it was the fact that I had two parents. I wouldn't say we were rich by any means, but I had two parents. Dad was always there. Mom was always there. So, and I think that makes a, I think that's one of the leading factors as to why our world is messed up right now. So, help me with this. What does that mean when white people always use two-parent households as the barometer for why why a community is struggling? That's a good question. Because it, it seems that it's always a, look at you, you're different than me, I'm okay and I'm right, so if you don't look like me, walk like me, act like me, talk like me, there's something wrong with you. That's how we got the laws that we have now that are detrimental yeah. to many other people. I agree. I it's, agree. And so how do we change um, that? I, just, I, just, I don't know. That's the challenge, and, and that's what I'm frustrated over myself how do i i'm I'm a fix-it guy i gotta fix things and this is one of those things i'm told i can't fix 
I have, I'm given absolutely no solution. I'm given absolutely no, nothing tangible that I can do other than educate myself. But, you know, I, I've been through a ton of different books and there's always, there's always, it seems like the books are always extreme, either all the way to, to the left or all the way to the right. There's nothing in the middle. Right. That's very true. Which makes it which makes it ridiculous, because how are we supposed to get to equity? How are we supposed to get to equality if nobody wants to talk about it, or they want to talk about it, but nobody does anything about it? Well, Sorry, because well, it, well, <laughs> well, first of all, thank you for that, but I shouldn't say but. Also, yeah. people tend to feel threatened when black people start to talk about the things that were taken away, removed, stopped, jobs, money, everything, as if we want theirs. When all we want is an opportunity to make ours. We don't have to make it with you. We don't have to make it around you. We don't have to live with you. We don't have to live in your neighborhood. I'm okay with that. But leave me alone. Give me the avenues of opportunity that I need in order to get, stay out, and grow my community and my family. That's all. I, I hear you. All right. Well, thank you much, Mike. I appreciate it. <laughs> thank you. All right. Take care. You, Keep listening, and right. have a great rest of your day. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. As always, I am utterly and totally running out of time. 833-212-1017. David, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. How are you? Oh, good, Dr. Harris. Thanks for taking my call. Um, really quickly, so I told your call screener, you know, the GI Bill, once that was implemented, you know, the language was such where it made it seem like that everybody was going to get access to the benefits with the GI Bill. Unfortunately, the way it was implemented, that was a whole different story. Um, and consequently, when you have, uh, you know, I think it was approximately about a million um, African Americans that fought in the Second World War and they were chastised and everything else under the moon, um, that certainly uh, goes a long way to showing a disparity. Um, and of course, that's one of the main reasons why I think we had the civil rights movement in the 1960s. That being said, <clears throat> as far as today, when you talk about today and correcting today, um, sure, I would like to see that change. It's certainly not going to change the past. You can't change what happened back then in the 1940s, what happened then. But uh, the thing is, can we change it now? And consequently, that has to be looked at. And then the second thing is, we have to take a better look. We always talk about education and what have you. And I don't think, this is the other thing that I think that's not talked about enough. So we have a lot of kids that are failing 
<clears throat> throughout the country, not just in Milwaukee, but in public schools all across the country. I don't think we hold the uh, the administrators in these schools to um, uh, higher degrees because, yes, there's there's something to be said for you know lack of jobs and things like that. But when you have school administrators patting themselves on the back, you know they're all you know very good. You, you very rarely ever see uh, teachers or administrators ever fired that are not doing a good job. And I, I think that that's a disservice to the current generation because if they can't read and write, you can give them all the opportunity in the world. You can give them all sorts of things. But if they can't get the very basics, you're not going to get very far in life. It's just, unfortunately, that's just the reality of it. And you need to have those tools. And if you don't get those, and now you see with like the whole COVID situation, with, uh, you know, not being in school and now kids are even further behind, it's going to take forever for them to catch up. And I think we have to say, hey, listen, you know what? We got to say to kids, listen, it's going to be impossible to catch up on this unless we advocate for, you know, maybe you have to go year-round schooling or something of that sort to make up for lost time. We have to start thinking a little bit out of the box. But every time we try to think out out of the box... The teachers and the teachers unions decide that it's that it's it's too much and you're going too far and the teachers won't like it. And so people start getting fired and, you know, um, they resign or they they retire, stuff like that. So I don't know how to fix that. Yeah, it's very complicated and there's no silver bullet for any of that. But at this at the same token, we have to recognize that. If you can't read and write and and do basic things, you're just not gonna. You're just you're you're kind of off in a bad start, and it's not gonna be a good ending. So we really do have to focus on that, and that really should be the biggest thing that, as a society, that we have to focus on because otherwise, that generation's lost. And as we get older, Doctor Harris. What are we going to do if they can't, you know, are not able to, you know, do basic things? Uh, It's a very bad situation. Very bad. Well, I thank you for that. I think um, in the future, we're going to have to take a concerted effort and look at how we're teaching kids, what we're teaching our families, how we're creating uh, real uh, places where we can all grow and it sounds good. It sounds good. But every time we try to step up and do it, there seems to be this pushback um, from both communities as if somebody's going to lose something. And I think it's unfortunate, but I I think based, based on what you're saying, I I think Mm -hmm. we might have a chance. Well, we gotta, we gotta be positive and we gotta just, we just have to figure it out. And and uh, at the end of the day, it's, you know, the future uh, has an effect for everybody, and I don't want their future to look bleak. Absolutely. I don't either. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, there's, there's really um, no way around it but to have conversations like this and to work with people and to be able to have a conversation that is 
I hate to say the words, but traumatic and difficult and something that we all must do. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. We'll be right back. 